0: Welcome to Haunted by Proxy, I'm Landon, and I'm Joey. Today I uh, am bringing you a story um, that is something of a urban legend. Uh, this is the story of the Wishboned Feller. First I have to start by saying I am the assistant decorator at a local party favor store. I was just getting off of my second to last shift. Two weeks prior, I proposed to my coworker during his lunch break with an elaborate song that I wrote with the help of my half brother, Bobby Marnello Wilshelf. After saying no, he and I both decided that we didn't know each other well enough to get married and that I should start looking for another job. So I was just getting off for the second to last time. I should also say that the manager slash lead decorator, my boss, was my future fiance's mother. She always gave me such kind remarks on my ability to help her decorate the store, but since two weeks ago, she had stopped really giving me any compliments, or work for that matter. I was just passing the time, it seemed, until my last day. So, as I closed the shop for the penultimate time in my career there, I noticed something strange outside. For background, the store I worked at was part of a strip mall. There is a pizza place next to us, a second-hand store on the other side, and a couple of other restaurants. A sub sandwich shop and a Chinese place, for the record. The restaurants typically stayed open longer than our little store. People need subs past 6pm more than they need party favors and wedding decorations past 6pm. That said, this second-to-last shift I was working was an inventory night. Meaning, I was to count all of the products in our shop which is only possible after closing. At least, that's what they tell us. Usually, there is nothing to do during the day, so I am usually on my phone checking Pinterest for new proposal ideas, and looking out the window to see if anyone in the parking lot looks like someone I would like to marry. This shift, however, I was cutting into my Pinterest time a little by working ahead. I was counting some of the product during the day. After closing, I would finish up, of course, but I could do some of it during the day, right? Looking back, if I hadn't been so into counting all of the little party favors, I may have seen what was waiting outside for me all day, or seen if he was there all day waiting, but instead I was neck deep in bouncy balls, mason jars, and other fairly silly favors. So I was just getting off after a night full of vigorous counting, my preferred way to count, an especially a full bin of party favors, was to collect five of the favors and count them by fives. Once getting near the end, with no more fives left, you simply add the remaining to the total of the multiple of fives you already counted. Not many know of this trick, and I was the first to teach a lot of people. But ever since, I proposed to my boss's son after knowing him for less than three days, no one seemed to care of my achievements. So I saw outside the window as I was opening the door, to close the shop, a figure standing out by my car. At this time in my life I drove a grey Nissan Ultima. It had about 100,000 miles when I bought it, and it was a pretty fair price. I even got the dealer to go down on price a little more after I proposed to him on the spot. That said, I couldn't quite recognize the figure standing out by my car. I wish I would have seen him in the light during the day. Remember, I hadn't been able to look outside all day because I was counting hard. But alas, all I could see was a silhouette. I was hoping that perhaps it was my coworker whom I had proposed to not two weeks earlier. He told me once that he felt bad about my situation and my overall vibe, so I had hoped upon a wish that he was there to greet me after a vigorous day of counting to renege on his refusal and accept my offer, one which, to me, would be an offer one could not refuse. As I got closer to my car I realized the parking lot was empty, except for my car and the figure. Of course, I knew that because it was inventory night it would be a lonely lot. The restaurants all close at 9pm and I was working well past 9pm to be specific. But I did not expect that no one would be out there. Usually Romaldo from the sub shop is smoking out there by his motorbike well into the evening. In fact, just the night before I had seen him out there smoking. He mentioned not seeing me again for a while after I proposed to him right then and there, so I had to assume he was on vacation. Well deserved. Us strip mall employees work hard, and with little recognition. I got close to my car and the figure, and suddenly I felt something inside me. A stirring feeling of dread. The figure seemed to have grown another few inches. Yes, I was walking closer to him, but this was more than just a shift in perspective. I could now make out details that I couldn't before. He wore a dark brown coat. Something like a trench coat or a duster. It had a collar that went up the sides of his head. In fact, as I moved closer, I could tell it was a hood that went over his head. On top of his head, there was a wide brimmed hat. It appeared to be leather, or so I thought. I stopped on my tracks when I saw what happened next. He took his hands out of the pockets of his duster, but there were no normal hands. He raised them both to wave to me and I realized just what I was looking at as the sleeves of his coat fell down around his elbows. It was too large, it now seemed, for the bone structure to fill out. His arms split into two separate limbs. Instead of arms, this man had two long, spindly pinchers that moved languidly up and up. They bowed out, each of his arms now forming what looked like two letter U's on each side of him. My heart raced as I realized this was not just a man. This was the legend I'd heard about since I was a kid from my third stepfather. This was the wishbone feller, a man whose limbs appear like wishbones, two curled out limbs coming out of one. Imagine a huge wishbone for each arm. Then, he raised up a few more inches and seemed to lock into place. His legs were spread and I realized that they also looked like one giant wishbone. I turned and ran back to the store. I could hear crunch, crunch, smack, crunch, behind me as the skittering bone legs ran after me. Luckily, I forgot to actually lock the door to the shop, so I easily got right back in. Or maybe it was divine intervention, as I now fully believed in angels and demons. The story my second or third stepfather used to tell me about the wishbone feller was this. In your most intense moment of despair, when you are wishing for something more than you've ever wished for something ever before, the wishboned feller appears to grant your wish. But with the wish, he also takes a piece of you, a piece of your skin, of his choosing, to add to his hat. He was at the door now, clicking his long wishbone arm against the glass. Click, click, click. The points at the end of each wishbone limb were sharp. It would be no hard task for him to slice a nice piece of flesh. My heart raced. I still could not see his face. Then... He finally pressed it against the glass. I jumped at the sight. He looked sunken. He had no eyes and just a hole for a nose. He smiled and showed his teeth. Each one was split in two. I now realized what all of it meant. The dichotomy of what we think we want and what we are is a devilish dance that will only cost us a piece of ourselves. In this moment though, I wished harder than I've ever wished only to make it out alive. The glass cracked. I don't remember what happened next. All I remember is waking up to my boss, her son, and a group of police and medical experts. It was the day of my last shift at the party favor shop. My boss petted me as she sobbed. Her son held my hand and couldn't stop looking at me. I had never felt better until I went to the bathroom. I went in there to give myself a pep talk before proposing to the first police officer that asked me if I was okay. I looked in the mirror and saw what everyone else was looking at. My face no longer had skin. Red sinewy muscles gave way to tendons, gave way to bone. The only thing that made me sicker was to know that my face was on a hat out there somewhere, terrorizing someone else later tonight, no doubt. In that moment, I wished, harder than ever before, that I had never been born. That is the story of the feller. This has been haunted by Proxy.